identified. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bird, and I'm joined by Jake Simone. Jake, how are we doing? Happy almost end of February. Happy almost leap day. So, so exciting. R- really, it, it's just the joy of my life happens every five years, whatever the hell it is. For a leap year, happy, happy, almost leap year. How are you, sir? Doing well, man. Uh, we got about a week until the free agency for football on mm-hmm. Monday. Very underrated month. You get the March Madness. You get baseball pitchers and catchers uh, back. Same, technically, opening day is in March. Uh, you get NFL free agency. A lot of uh, draft rumors before April. It's a good time of year. Very underrated. I, I think. It is, but I think it's also filled with a lot of dread because March just in general is just full of nothing. Nah, dude, I'm telling you, you I just you get what I just told you. That's I'm exciting. Just talk, I'm just talking about in general. I'm talking about, you know, we're all, you know, there's no days off really. I mean, yeah, there's St. Yeah. Patrick, Patrick's Day. I'm not Irish, so it's just like eh, whatever. Like yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, I think March is an underrated time of year. I think I could argue that March is my third favorite month of the whole year. Ooh, that's a hot take. It is a hot take. That's a hot take. It's arguable. That's a very hot. That's a very, very, very hot take. I would. I. I think mine is 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 June or September. September is my favorite time of the year. Yeah, September is a really good month. It's a September really good month. September not fall time is my favorite time because you get football, the baseball playoffs. It's not too hot outside. It, sure. it, it, the sun's not going in. You know, at five o'clock in the afternoon. Sure. It's, it's a good one. See, see, I I don't care about the the heat and the in the humidity. I love it. So I'm, I'm I, I love out, it. I'm too. outside just twenty four seven. I love it too. But th- that's like perfect weather, though. Sure, sure. I love it, but that doesn't mean that I don't question my life when I'm out there for you know six hours or whatever. I'm sitting there saying to myself, "My God, I'm hot." Yeah. Now, the pool. The pool cures all woes in 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 that regard, and 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 a few beverages too, doesn't hurt. Uh, so yes, today we are going to be talking about the guys that we are not going to be drafting in twenty twenty four. You can call this the Calvin Ridley show because both Jake and I have discussed this beforehand, and Calvin Ridley is still very firmly on both of our no draft lists, but he will not be talked about today for obvious reasons. We will not waste your time. In that regard. But first, we are bringing back a wonderful segment that I like to call One Quick Question. So, Jake, the one quick question that I have for you today, and this is with our Dynasty players very much in mind because I love them. We're calling this the Drake London question. Jake, who is one player that you are buying in Dynasty that is not named Drake London? Anthony Richardson. Mm. Good shout. What do you think it's good? It would cost a land? Um, I'd be comfortable giving up a late first round pick for Anthony Richardson. If I needed a quarterback, I would. I mean, that's real top five potential in the future. I don't, I don't know so much about this year because this is kind of like his first real year starting. Um, but I think, I think around this time next year, bro, I think we're going to be talking about Anthony Richardson as a guy we're taking, you know, as a top six round pick in fantasy. I think he's going to be right up there with. Lamar Jackson, not, not in terms of just like a regular quarterback. I'm, I'm talking about fantasy quarterbacks. Yeah, sure. I think he'll be, I think, I don't think he'll be Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, but could he be up there with Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, CJ Stroud, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert? 
Yeah, I, I think uh, Anthony Richardson could definitely be in that class next year, and I think now's kind of the time to buy him. That would be the most I would be willing to give up. I think you can land Richardson for like a second and, you know, a, young, a middle pack. Play. Yeah. A young core player, say something like a second, and if the team is contending, DJ Moore. Yeah, so, something like that. But you want to know who's like a cheap guy that I'm trying to buy right now? Please. Is Dontavian Wicks from the Packers. Ooh. I think he's going to have a cool. huge year next year. I think I think everybody's buy, buying Jaden Reed, and he looked good last year, but something tells me Wicks is going to be really good this year. I'm trying to get him for the cheap. And what's funny is, what's funny is you know, I, I was on a show the other day, and we had the same discussion about the Green Bay wide receivers, and everybody is so torn on who the guy is. And the guy that no one is talking about is Christian Watson. Because he's never available. Well, that's, that's the problem. It. That's it. I think Christian Watson is a fantastic buy. Yeah, because... well, I already have I already have him, so there's right. nothing to buy. Right. But in general, I think Christian Watson, if there's a manager out there that's willing to sell him for a mid two, uh, I think that's absolutely worth the gamble. Now okay. yeah. it comes down to which of the Packers wide receivers is gonna be the guy. I don't think there's an alpha in this wide receiver room out of Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs, Dontavian Wicks, Christian Watson. I don't think there's an, there's an alpha there, but then you add you add Tucker Craft to the mix, you add Luke Musgrave to the mix. Aaron Jones is going to continue to get his pending. He's still in Green Bay, but he's going to be. Um, there are a lot of pieces that that are there, and then it all just falls into the equation of well, what do you pay for Jordan Love right now? I think Jordan Love is one of the best sells actually right now, mm-hmm. where you know you you can get a ridiculous haul for for Jordan Love. I saw a deal the other day. Where in a single quarterback, someone traded the one seven for Jordan Love, and I yes. I was like, woof, woof, yeah, I, I like woof. Wicks a lot, man, I really do. And one other oh, yeah. quick honorable mention, Jamison Williams from the Lions. I think he's gonna have. I think this is it. You know, it's kind of like now or never for the guy. Yeah, and you saw it a little bit in the playoffs where he really started to carve in. Dan Campbell just recently said that he's gonna compete to be a full time starter. Um, as he should, as he should. We're at as that he point should. now. He's entering year three, hasn't really done much, has been, you know, on and off the field. Uh, the second year in the league, first year in the league was pretty much a wash. He, he has to turn around. They have to get him some uh, some much needed playing time. And there's a big question as to what the Lions, if the Lions are going to invest in the wide receiver position. I think they kind of have to. You know, I don't know if a core of uh, Josh Reynolds, Jamison Williams, to go along with Amon Ross St. Brown, I don't know if that's enough for the Lions to push that next level. As we kind of saw in the NFC Championship game, you know, out, outside of Amon Ra and, and Laporta, there's not much in terms of game-breaking, you know, potential in that wide receiver room. And that's something that they have to do. They have to add a quality number two, or they have to have Jamison Williams step up and be that quality number two. I would go defense, defense, defense for the Lions. I think their offense is good enough. I really do. I, I think that the the big and this is just going into a free agent show that we're gonna be we're gonna be doing next week. But I think the the biggest addition that they could possibly make, I think Chris Jones going there makes so much sense. The Jarius need. If I were the Lions, I would do whatever it could, whatever I could to get Lejarius need in a trade. I think that's sure. kind of like their missing piece. Sure, sure. Secondary help. They, that's two things they need: secondary help and the need to improve in the in the sack department. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And and they'll be and they'll be completely fine. They're a very, very good team. And they are I don't know if they're in the level of of Dallas, Philadelphia, San Francisco, 
but they're really damn close. I think and they with, are. And with a very good free agency and good draft, I think they definitely, you know, we're talking about them in that class for sure. They are like a step, a step below from to me. I, uh, dude, I'm buying them more than I am the teams in the NFC East next year. I'll tell you that much. Sure. I don't think, I don't think it's an unreasonable outlandish trust. I trust Dan. I mean, I know Dan Campbell kind of like fell on his face in that NFC championship game, but I believe in that team. I trust him. Yeah. I trust him. And I would put, I would say he's a top 10 coach in the league minimum. Oh, easily with that minimum without question. Yeah. I mean, you could, I don't know if you could argue top five, but you definitely could. Yeah. Five. I mean, Shanahan, McVeigh, John Harbaugh. Uh, I put Bel- I put Belichick in there. Yeah. He's not in there anymore. He's not coaching in the league okay. right now. Yeah. If we're talking about current coaches, then yeah. Tomlin. No, nah, I, I would take, I would take Dan Campbell. All Mike Tomlin is the most overrated coach. Don't even get me started. Mm. The biggest media narrative there ever existed was Mike Tomlin. And you would love Mike Tomlin to be head coach of the New well, York Jets. Well, of course, because they're a poverty franchise. Like, you know, <laughs> but I'm saying like in terms of like an elite coach, bro, I don't think that Mike Tomlin is so overrated. But in terms of like fixing the program, dude, like the Jets are kind of like in the position that the Bengals were in when they hired Marvin Lewis, where they just need someone to just change. Mm. They need to make it a real franchise. Sure. Um, But in terms of being elite, dude, go look at Mike Tomlin's last like four playoff appearances, bro. Good God. Gets absolutely and, and, embarrassed. And, so, and some would argue that it was even a miracle that they got there in the first place. It, it, but that's that's the problem is like he, he he miraculously gets to the playoffs. And then as soon as he runs into like a real team, he gets absolutely humiliated. Mm. And his defense gives up over 30 points. Like, come on. You, can, you can't true. be an elite coach and, and that be occurring on a yearly basis. It's true. It's true. But I can tell you there are a whole bunch of teams that would take Mike Tomlin as their head coach. Uh, of course, because there's there's a lot of bad teams, and that's the sure. problem. Is there, there's like there's really only like five teams worth of shit in the league nowadays that have like a real chance to win anything. It's true. Yeah. All right, so I'll, I'm gonna hit on my my buys very quick. Um, the one of the biggest buys that I have right now, and this is really just going for contending teams. Um, James Conner with the Arizona Cardinals. If you need if you need running back help in the worst way, James Conner is is, is going to be your guy. Uh, I think the Cardinals, they're in a full rebuild. I don't really expect them to be investing all that much in the running back position this offseason. And James Conner, well, the last two years, A, he's been he's been healthy and for the most part. And B, he's finished no lower low lower than RB10 in half point PPR. That's that's what we're looking for in terms of consistency. So if you're if you are contending and you need a, a little bit of running back help. James Conner could be that guy. I would think, you know, no later, no later than a late one would you you be able to get to get that done for a guy that we can pretty much guarantee is going to get the ball 250 plus times in 2024. The under the radar buy, and this is very contingent on what happens in free agency, but I can tell you right now, I think it's worth the gamble to go ahead and do it given there is uncertainty about the guy that is ahead of him in the depth chart for this offense, and that's Mike Evans with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the guy that I'm targeting is Trey Palmer with the Bucs. Because if you're telling me that Mike Evans is not going to be there, Russell Gage is a prime candidate to get cut, who else is there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think at the very worst, you're talking about Trey Palmer as the third wide receiver for the Bucs in 2024. He showed flashes in, 20, in 2023, especially down the stretch. He had some really, really big games in there. I think Trey Palmer, he's worth the addition and should not cost you a whole lot. He's in that Traylon Burks sort of category of 
at the very worst, he's costing you a very late two. At best, he's costing you a mid three, which that's nothing. And I would be all in on that. And then another under the radar buy. But I don't know if you can really classify him as like an easy deal to negotiate. Jordan Addison is, is another one that I'm really looking at, given the uncertainty with the Vikings quarterback situation right now. TJ Hawkinson, we don't know, you know, when he'll be back. I think T Jordan Addison right away is someone that jumps off the page as someone that is a must, must, must get if for whatever reason he is available in, in your leagues. Yeah. Two quick points here. I, I would be shocked if Evans is not back with the bucks. I mean, Me too. Everything Me too. I've heard is, you know, he wants to be back there. They want him back. Uh, they can't work something out. I'd be very surprised. So I think Palmer would be exciting if Evans isn't there uh, in terms of Jordan Addison. I mean, look, you have the looming Justin Jefferson question too, right? Like where's, Where's the bidding starting for that guy? I mean, it, like it's got to be, it's got to start with the three, right? Yeah, we we talked about the, the other day, just over text. It has to start at at least three. I mean, Tyreek is making thirty million per. I mean, could Justin Jefferson be a forty million dollar receiver? It's not out of the question, especially with the cap being what it is now. It, you know, and if you're the Vikings, if you're drafting a quarterback this year, if Kirk Cousins is really on his way to Atlanta, which is kind of like the indication right now, mm -hmm. I would say. I, you kind of want Justin Jefferson being there for whoever you take and giving that guy a real chance to succeed. I, I, I heard another spot for Kirk Cousins. I don't know if it's super realistic, but another another spot that I did hear of a team that could potentially make a run at that is New England. Nah, I don't know. I think his wife is from Atlanta, so that's yeah. why Atlanta seems yeah. to be the spot. You hear Raheem Morris talk about how, oh, we really need to – improve the quarterback position. Raheem Morris was on that staff with Kirk Cousins yep. in Washington. I think Washington, I think Atlanta is going to give Kirk Cousins that fully guaranteed deal. And I would be pretty surprised actually, if Kirk Cousins isn't in Atlanta. I would be shocked. I would be shocked. I mean, from what I recall, Atlanta has has money to spend too. Oh so, yeah. And then, and they're really a quarterback away. And then yeah. if Kirk Cousins is there, I mean, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, they, they become really exciting. Like that offense is, it it's gonna be it's it might be like out of my price range to a point mm -hmm. if Cousins goes there, but I agree. It's it's hard not to be excited if you're telling me Kirk Cousins is their starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I would be very, very, very excited about the potential of the Atlanta Falcons. But then again, like you said, it, it all depends on on price and price, you know, that, yeah. that that number that we've been talking about for forever. For you know, oh, you have to go get Drake London. That number immediately is going to turn into a one. And then, you know, we start having to have the discussion of, okay, you know, what are we, what are we really doing here with, with Drake London? And are we going to go out of our way to potentially get that guy? If it number starts with a one, I don't think, I don't think I'd be willing to do it unless it's, unless it's a late one. If it's like a you one mean, seven, one eight, I'd be okay with it. Oh, dude, I'm not one. You wouldn't no. do it at one. In the first round, drafting Drake London? No, 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 no. I'm, ta I'm talking about just in, in, a, in a in a dynasty deal. Oh, in, in, re in redress. No, no, no. Deal. That number's got to start with at least, like, I would imagine it's going to start with a five, a uh, four or five. Oh, in a, in a dynasty, like in a deal for Drake London? Yeah. 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 Okay, then, okay, you got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, in a redraft? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God. Oh, good God. No, 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 no. No, redraft, I would, I would imagine he's going to be in that usual, like, four five pit yeah if kirk yeah. cousins goes there I, I would imagine i would imagine might be a little 
risky for my my blood, but oh, I agree. I would I agree. With you. And and I think Kyle Pitts would probably, if he's round ten right now, he'd probably be probably be round seven, round eight. Yeah, maybe a little higher. Sure, sure. And I'm kind of okay with it, but it depends on what tight ends are there. There's no way I'm banking on that guy to be my tight end next no, year. No, oh no, 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 no. You have to have somebody else with him, but like. If if it's Kyle Pitts or Evan Ingram, I'll take Pitts. I'll take the chance on that. Yeah. But like Kyle I'd Pitts have or like, David Njoku? I'd rather have like Trey McBride. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. But, but, but McBride. I'd rather talk- have Dalton Schultz too. McBride, we're talking right now. McBride is like round five right now. Yeah, that's way too much for a Cardinals tight end. Sorry. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. nuts. Like, let me just see the ECR on the on the tight ends because I know what my ranks have it as, but I want to see what the overalls are. Yeah, McBride, the ECR, I have him as my tight end five. He's the tight end four in the ECR. Three guys ahead of him. Laporta, one. Kelsey, two. Andrews, three. Just real quick. Is is Chase Brown a good buy in Dynasty? Yeah. I liked what I saw from him last year. I was talking to somebody about this like not that long ago. I was like, you know, if I were the Bengals, I think if you move on from Joe Mixon, I really think that Chase Brown, like, it, I liked him, dude. He he had some juice on those legs last year. He did. He did. And I think it's going to be one one more year. But I will say this. if they, if they Oh, do, so you think Mixon's staying for this year? I think Mixon stays. Because it seems like we get reports that they're moving on, and then you get other reports that oh, you know, they're not. I think it they'd feels run like it, I think they'd run it with that same supporting cast. Just one more one time, more, one more year. Yeah, with T. It, it, it feels like Joe Mixon has been getting cut now for the last three years from the bank. Every it's offseason. true. Is this the year that Joe Mixon gets cut? And mm-hmm. and he's awesome in fantasy. <laughs> like, he's awesome. He really just your super super steady high end RB two every year. Every year, yeah. this is and this is the first year that I could say that I actually benefited from Joe from Joe Mixon after years of being a Joe Mixon uh, truther. I, I guess I can I, I can call it, but yeah, I mean McBride, he's a he's a top four tight end in in, in the ECR right now, and and that's good. That's gonna be good for for round five. Yeah, a little too rich for me. Would you rather McBride in round five or Pitts in round eight? I think Pitts in round eight. Yeah, yeah. Pitts right now in the ECR for what it's worth, he's a tight end nine. Yeah. In in the range of Dallas Goddard, uh Hawkinson, Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson, I think that for me is is, is really low. I have I, he's my tight end nine right now, Ferguson. And yeah. Pitts and Pitts is my tight end ten. Well, the rankings, you know mine, will be out. End of July. Yep. Yep. And I'll be I'll be releasing all of my all of my ranks onto fantasy pros after the draft. After the draft is, is when they'll when they'll be up. But for right now, because nothing's really happening right now. So these these are all like we could see we could see the Cardinals add Marvin Harrison, let's just say, and then McBride takes a bit of a tumble. So, you know, as of right as of right now, you know, anybody who's living and dying by the ranks, you gotta take them with, with a with a grain of salt. The real ranks and ECR discussions begin May 1st. Good man. That's when they really start. But right now. We just have we just have a, a a blueprint of kind of what's what's going on, but the real discussions May first. 
Uh, let's get to some news and notes before we go and talk about who we are not going to be drafting. Uh, the New York Giants, they say that they are open to drafting a quarterback in the first round. That is according to uh, Jordan Rainan, the uh, Giants beat reporter. Uh, well, I mean, I think they should at least consider it. They should absolutely consider it. Daniel Jones, there's an easy out in his contract after the year is over. And if Brian Dable is is, is serious and wanting to get the Giants to the uh, to the next level and get them back to being relevant, it's going to be with somebody else. I don't think it's going to be with Daniel Jones. And they need to start figuring out the next line of succession after Daniel Jones. Yeah, I've heard that there. I've heard whispers that J.J. McCarthy is the type of quarterback that they would draft. Just saying. I have Whether heard. you love him or hate him, that's just that's yeah. what I've heard from somebody in, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, there's in been, league circles. There's been plenty of talk in Indy this week that, again, this is it's a classic example of what the scouting community is telling you and then what the teams are telling you. The teams are hot about J.J. McCarthy. The scouting community, yep. not so much. Now, yeah. it's not in the same boat as Josh Allen, but it's very similar where there is a clear divide in, in in the camps. And let's just face it, too. There's always a quarterback that gets pushed up outside of the two or three that we know are going to be locked and loaded top 10 picks. There's always somebody else that follows. And, you know, we have three choices. It's J.J., it's Bo Nix, or it's Michael Penix. And out of the three, the one that is gaining the most steam is, as Jake said, and he's correct, it is J.J. McCarthy, and I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants looked at him, and the one that I keep hearing is the Minnesota Vikings. That That is the one that I that I just keep hearing over and over and over again. And and, and honestly, I mean, Jake, if, if J.J. McCarthy goes to the Vikings, where are we at in terms of confidence in him to be able to support the weapons of uh, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, T.J. Hawkinson, et cetera? Very highly, because I trust the coach a lot. And I think McCarthy, I think that team is smart enough to not play him right away. Like, I I could see them signing, like, Gardner Minshew or Jacoby Brissett to kind of hold down the fort for a year. And look, if both of those guys are the quarterbacks of the Vikings this year, I think those weapons are going to be just fine. I mean, we, we saw Michael Pittman last year, right? We saw Jonathan Taylor be fine. Sure, we saw Josh Downs have some moments with Gardner Minshew, and we saw sure. Jacoby Brissett in Cleveland, where Amari Cooper w- was a okay. Nick Chubb still got his. What yeah. if, what if uh, hypothetical? Um, because we expected at this point, Russell Wilson gets cut in Denver. Minnesota brings him in on a one-year deal. Would you be com- Would you be comfortable then? The, I think I've heard just so many whispers about Russell Wilson going to the Steelers when I he gets to. cut. I have to, but ugh. I, I, that's how I feel. I feel the same. Anything, anything with Russell Wilson was kind of bleh, but, yeah, it's not exciting. But I can tell you right now. I can tell you who will be going to the Steelers. John U. Smith released by the Atlanta Falcons. You know Arthur Smith is going to bring him with him. So yep, Pittsburgh Steelers get the John U. Smith jerseys printed. D- Pat Fryermuth is on the do not draft list this year. Absolutely, <laughs> nope. John U. Here we go. Uh, Calvin Ridley, he wants to go back to Jacksonville. Uh, it's just a matter of them working on a long-term deal. If they do work out a long-term deal, Jacksonville is giving up a second-round pick 
to Atlanta as per the conditions of the trade that brought Calvin Ridley to Jacksonville in the first place. Put it this way. I think it would be silly, stupid, Idiotic. terrible business if they give Calvin Ridley a multi-year deal and make him one of the highest paid receivers in the league. Complete and give up a second round pick. And like, give up a second round pick. How moronic would that be? Uh, idiotic. Idiotic. You, you have Christian Kirk. Parker Washington showed flashes. Zay he, Jones is whatever. You get, a first round you get a first round receiver this year. That's better than Calvin Ridley, probably. Bingo. You could you could you could try and go get Brian Thomas Jr. You could try and get Keon Coleman. I, I would rather take the shot on either one of them over paying Calvin Ridley somewhere in the range of twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, and give up the second round. Like, look, if they didn't have to give up a pick, I would understand where they're coming from. But absolutely, I, I mean, I a second round agree. pick is like good real estate here, where you it's can good find real a estate for a team that needs it. That needs it, yeah, dude. Like that team spiraled out of control last year. That defense completely fell apart at the end of the season, and we're not talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars as an A tier receiver away. And let's also call it for what it is: Calvin Ridley is not an A tier receiver. He's just no. Not. He's just not. No. So, I mean, what What are we even talking about? I, some people, I don't know. It, 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 it's just, it's it's madness to me. It is absolute madness to me that we're, we're even having to have this discussion about what the Jaguars are, are going to do with Calvin Ridley. It, it, it's crazy. Crazy. Now, now let's present this hypothetical. Let's go to the overall discussion table and bring in the brain trust. If Cal Ridley goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, Jake, I know we've had this conversation, you and I. Is Calvin Ridley then interesting for you? He is. He is because it's the Kansas City Chiefs. But if he goes to about like 27 of the other 32 teams in the league, I'm not, I'm not interested. I think that there are realistically, and I'm trying to just weigh it out in terms of teams that need receiver help, there are probably – and I'm going on a limb and saying probably, there are probably four or five teams that I could name that if he went there, I could say, all right, we have something. Dallas, and I'm, I'm not saying that they are reasonable destinations. I'm just pointing out the teams. Dallas, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Kansas City, Detroit, Baltimore. Baltimore, I'm not at all interested if he goes there. I'd be interested to a point. Hell no. To a point. Uh, yeah, sure. To a point. Yeah, sure. I, I, I don't think he's going to go to Kansas City for what it's worth. Neither I, do I. I think that they, I think they saw that they can win with what they have. I think they're going to look to try and retain Chris Jones. I don't, I don't see the fit there. I, I, I dude, I think, I think he's going to go back to, to Jacksonville. Ugh. I think that's where he's going. I, I could see the Jets dumb enough to pay him money if they can't get anybody else. But you know what? If he goes to the Jets, I wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't hate have, it, but you have an established number one there with Garrett Wilson. Where did Calvin Ridley's best years come from? When there was an established Jones. number one next to him with Julio Jones, exactly. Yeah. Then I could say it, and then I could say, you know what? All right, you, you know, we have something there. But like Carolina, like absolutely no. not, absolutely not. Tampa, if he's the replacement for Mike Evans. Nah, I still am not interested. Depends who the quarterback is. If it's Baker, New England, no. Sure. Calvin, oh, oh my God, no. Oh, good God, no. <laughs> oh, Jesus, good Lord, no. No, 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 no. Oh God. Well, we'll have to wait and see where Calvin where Calvin really ends up, and he will be on the free agent prediction show next week. So stay tuned for that. 
Uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, Joe Shane has said that the franchise tag is not off of the table to be used on Saquon Barkley. Um, well, just move on. Just move, just move I, on. I agree. Just move on. Move on. Rebuild. Like there's no reason to be paying a running back big money for the for the position that that team is in. I mean that that would be moronic. Uh, that would it would be even more moronic if the Giants tag uh, Saquon Barkley than if the Jaguars decided to extend Calvin Ridley with a second round pick. Just, I think that'd be more more moronic. Walk away. That's yep. my best advice. Completely agree. Just walk the hell away. Uh, Justin Fields, there is speculation that he could be traded before the start of free agency. Um, I I think right now we have to call it for what it is. I think Justin Fields is going to be dealt. It's just a matter of where. Three teams that make the most sense um, to me and the teams that I've heard that have done the most work on him, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Those are the three that I've heard. Ra- Raiders. I think the Raiders, too. I think the Raiders, Raiders. too. And, and, if, and for, for what it's worth, if I own the Chicago Bears and Ryan Poles talked about keeping Justin Fields and not taking Caleb Williams, he would be fired on the spot. Completely agree. Completely agree. This, there, there's no debate to be had. You, you are trading Justin Fields. You are getting Caleb Williams. And the Raiders with Justin Fields, we're starting to get serious. Yeah. We're not, we're not there yet. We're not completely there yet. But we're starting to have a nice, serious conversation. And and the Raiders, with a Justin Fields there, if they bring back Josh Jacobs, you have Devontae Adams there, Jacoby Myers will be, will be back there, Michael Mayer, you could then start to work on the defense. Yeah. And, to me, and, that team that team is going to be awful this year. I just have a weird feeling it's going to implode with Antonio Pierce. He's already saying some stupid stuff about the mm-hmm. Mahomes rules or whatever. To me, that that was just a flash in the pan. The team was inspired that Josh McDaniels was gone. I, I, I cannot believe that team gave in to the pressure from the outside. That was horrible. Well, the way the way they can that they can figure things out is to nail to nail the quarterback. I can tell you right now that if they go into the season week one and Aiden O'Connell is the starter, then I am all I'm all in on the right on the Raiders <laughs> just falling apart. Yeah, they're going to be awful. But if probably Justin, regardless, if Justin Fields but... is the starter. Then we can start to start to talk about them. Justin Fields, this Justin Fields thinks. Come on, I think I think he just the dude just can't play. I don't think Justin Fields is a is a great NFL starter, but he is, he a, is he a competent enough NFL starter that can get Devontae Adams the ball? Look what he did with DJ Moore. Yeah, he kept DJ Moore relevant, if not very very useful. Yeah, but then fourth. Oh, in fantasy, sure, fine. I I hear you, but in terms of like real life, dude, what did Justin Fields do in the fourth quarter whenever the game was online? Or oh, an interception. It, he I was mean, a, he was a lock to go live bet to go live bet for a fumble or interception or a turnover. Yeah, a, a, anything anything of 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 the like. But I mean, what's the most I could see with the, with the Raiders? They get Justin Fields coming into twenty twenty four. At most, they're a five hundred team because that defense still they need a ton of work on defense. Yeah, that's at best. That is at best. At best. Uh, Russell Wilson. No teams have reached out about a trade. What an absolute shocker. Uh, that contract is heinous, and what a shock that there's no traction there. Uh, hey, Jake, we talked about this before, but Rashad Bateman, he's expected to see the ball a lot more next year, according to John Harbaugh. Does that really move the needle for you? No. Absolutely not. Uh, John Harbaugh is also crossing his fingers that Odell Beckham Jr. will return next year. I think he does. 
for what it's, it's worth. another player not worth a shit, man. I agree. I agree with you, but like, I do I do think he goes back to Baltimore. I think it just makes yeah. a lot of sense. Whatever. That team will never win a thing with Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. Agreed. Lamar, I'm telling you that right now. Agreed. I think we, we, we saw the limitations that Lamar Jackson brings to the table. Yep. It's sad. It's sad because he, he is a top five quarterback just based on talent, but you need you need to have you need to be a consistent passer to win. Yes. And Brock Purdy is a more consistent passer than Lamar Jackson. We just gotta call it for what it is. Oh hell yeah. I hell I could or I could probably argue that there's fifteen other quarterbacks in the league that are more consistent passers than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Could make that I don't happen. think that's far fetched. Uh Kyle Pitts, he's entering the offseason healthy, which is fantastic news. And of course, as mentioned, John Smith will be going to Pittsburgh to join Arthur Smith. So hopefully Atlanta do not bring in a tight end that can compete for targets with Kyle fucking Pitts, please. For the love of God, please, please, please. Uh, There is mutual interest in Kirk Cousins going back to the Minnesota Vikings, but he is going to have a lot of suitors if, as he's probably entering free agency as the 1A, 1B in terms of the most desirable uh, guys that are expected to hit the open market. Uh, Justin Jefferson, there have been some uh, speculation that he may be inserted into trade talks. Uh, that is not happening, according to the Vikings general manager. Uh, same thing with Devontae Adams, that he will not be traded in the offseason. That is according to GM Tom Telesco. Uh, Mike Evans, as of yesterday morning, there has been some movement regarding an extension with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, as we just said before, I expect that he is going to go back to Tampa. I would be amazed if Mike Evans is playing for another NFL franchise in 2024. But, of course, nothing is impossible in this line of work. Uh, Chris Jones, uh, the goal is to get a long-term deal done with the Kansas City Chiefs. That is according to GM Brett Veach. Uh, T. Higgins, he is not expected to be moved on the franchise tag. Jake, is T. Higgins a good buy in Dynasty? Decent buy. Yeah, decent. Decent. I, it's going to cost you a late one if you're okay with that. Yeah. I would imagine. Uh, Geno Smith, he is the starter in Seattle until he isn't. That is according to Seahawks general manager John Schneider. Uh, Jamal Adams, he could be moved in the offseason. Um, well, he's going back to the New York Jets, isn't he? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, Jake Browning, he was extended a tender by the Cincinnati Bengals. Legarius Sneed had the franchise tag placed on him by the Kansas City Chiefs, who also subsequently released Marquez Valdez-Scantling, saving $12 million in salary cap space. Expect Kadarius Tony to be moved at some point as well. All right, let's go into the do not draft list and let's start with the quarterbacks jake who is the quarterback that you are not drafting in 2024 oof kind of a a, a jam-packed question there mm-hmm. i am not drafting trevor lawrence this year mm-hmm. not fool me once shame on me fool me twice i, I don't know the whole saying but whatever fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me I'm not I'm not buying into Trevor Lawrence. There's just better options that I feel much better about than Trevor Lawrence this year in fantasy football. What if they make a major move at wide receiver? It's not Calvin Ridley. Still not buying him. Okay. 
You are you out then on Christian Kirk? Kinda. Okay. If there's no Ridley there, it's it's definitely more exciting. But I just in think full. outside of Travis Etienne, I think I'm all right on the offense this year in Jacksonville. Only in full point PPR, you'd be interested in Kirk, correct? Yeah, definitely, definitely not half. A Trevor Lawrence or Jordan Love? I like Love. I like Love too. Lawrence or Jared Goff? Goff. I would take Goff. Lawrence or Stafford? Lawrence. I would take Lawrence. That's really close. They're back to back for me in the ranks. Uh, Lawrence or Caleb Williams? Caleb. I would take Caleb. Lawrence or Kirk Cousins in uh, New England? Lawrence. New England is just a... Lawrence or Cousins in Atlanta? Cousins. Lawrence or Justin Fields in Las Vegas? Fields. Uh, the guy that I'm that I'm not drafting, and this is based on hype and hype alone. It's C.K. Stroud for the for the Houston Texans. We've seen these quarterbacks before. Year one look great. Year two, take a step back a little bit. Could it happen with C.J. Stroud? Absolutely. And what we're seeing right now with the Houston Texans in this offense is we're going to see these wide receivers, especially namely Tank Dell, um, Nico Collins. C.J. Stroud, and if Saquon Barkley goes there, because that, that is the, the word right now, Saquon Barkley and the Houston Texans, that is a connection that's not going to go away until it's, it, it forcibly does or doesn't. Um, C.J. Stroud is just going to be a guy that, for me, we're going to be talking about him potentially as the best of the rest outside of Allen, Hurts, Mahomes, Lamar. I'm sorry, I I, I can't. I can't do can't it. Can't either. I can't do it at at that number. I I'm much more comfortable. I would be if Justin Herbert stays in in and around QB nine, QB ten. Absolutely, I'd rather Justin Herbert at that number. I'd rather Joe Burrow. I'd rather Dak. I'd I, hell. I'd rather Justin Fields uh, if he if he goes to Las Vegas with Devontae Adams and the and the crew that's there. The other one that I was definitely considering is Jordan Love, but his number right now is is definitely he's being drafted as a high end QB two. I'm completely fine with that. I, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't go and say, oh yeah, that Jordan Love is is a bad investment at that number. It's when we start talking about Jordan Love in the same conversation as Herbert, Burrow, Prescott, that for me, I'd be just completely, completely out on that. But Stroud, right now in the ECR, he is the QB five and ADP. He's going in mid round five for me. That is just that that's way too rich for me. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it, and and I won't. I I love CJ. I love CJ. Uh, all right. So for the for the running backs, I mean there there are some that I'm really really hot and heavy on, and then others that I I am just not. Uh, the one that I'm really just trying to avoid like the plague is Derrick Henry, and that is doesn't really matter where he ends up. He ends up in Baltimore. His price is going to shoot up. He ends up in Dallas. His price is going to shoot up. Honestly, I'm just not really in the Derrick Henry business anymore. We saw those really, really bad, stinky games this year from Derrick Henry. And sure, he is completely willing and able to have those two touchdown games where he just goes absolutely ballistic. Those games will will more than likely continue in 2024. But I just feel like the days of Derrick Henry being a locked and loaded, must-have fantasy running back are completely gone. And if he ends up in Baltimore, Dallas, or anywhere where there is a clear vacancy at the RB1 spot, 
we're going to be talking about Derek Henry as like a, a mid to lower end second round pick. And for me, I just, I'm, I'm not in that business. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree. I would say for me, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Rashad White. Oh, yeah. Yep, we did. T Todd Bowles said that they're looking to bring somebody in to take the load off of them. And for me, that's not at all exciting. Uh, and we liked Rashad White last year for volume and volume alone. And if that volume is going away, Rashad White, I don't know what the ECR says about him right now. I imagine it starts with a four at least. I mean, he was getting last year in, in the fifth round, and that was before he really broke out. Um, no, thanks. Uh, I'm good there. Full point PPR, the EC the ECR is at RB10 for Rashad White. No, thanks. The ADP for Rashad White, he is in the middle of round three. No, thanks. Nope. I can't do it. Can't, I can't do, do it. it. At that at that number, no, I can't. And when we're talking about Rashad White in the range of Isaiah Pacheco, guy we know is gonna get is gonna get the ball a ton in a great offense. Uh, even James Cook for right now, job is looking secure. I think I'd rather take the chance on, on, on James Cook, who we saw with Joe Brady, really looked to utilize him, and he looked great with Joe Brady. Even Saquon Barkley, he goes to Houston. I'd rather Saquon over, I would over, over Rashad White. And Saquon is another guy whose number we could really be talking about him being pushed up and a guy that I'm not necessarily going to be going out of my way to target. But, you know, when, when comparing the two, I'd rather Barkley in, in, in Houston over Rashad White in Tampa with another guy behind him. Now the big question is going to be, of course, who is that other guy? Who is that other guy that's going to be coming in to take the load off of Rashad White? If we're talking about, I mean, I'm just, you know, going down the list here and just trying to find a guy that could be that. Let's just say that, I don't know. Let's say Alexander Madison gets cut. Oh, he stinks. I know he stinks. I know he completely, <laughs> he, he completely stinks. If, if it's Madison, I'm not as concerned. Okay. Okay. Let's just, let's say then that I don't really see the Bucks just going crazy for, for a running back. It would be a guy that it's on a two-year deal, something, something cheap. Like what if, I don't know, not going to happen, hypothetically, Raheem Mostert. Concerning. Yeah. Yeah. I would be definitely concerned. Jamal yeah. Williams, he gets cut. A little bit concerning. For sure. For sure. Uh I, I, I give to mine. Okay, we did we did talk about Derek Henry. Okay, good. Uh the wide receivers, Jake. We're not gonna say Calvin Ridley, and I'm gonna throw another one in there. We're not gonna say Devo Samuel. So go ahead. Good. That leaves me with the one and only Hollywood. <laughs> I don't care where that guy goes. I'm not interested. No. His number right now, for anybody that is curious, he is the wide receiver, 41 in the ECR, going in round 12. Still not interested. Nope. Nope. I don't care where he is. Nope. Not happening. Not happening. We're, we're talking about him in the range of Cortland Sutton, Tyler Lockett, Christian Watson. No. I'm no. Good. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I want no I want nothing to do with that. Um for me the wide receiver that I am not going to be targeting and I mentioned the, the Houston guys so I won't go and beat the dead horse there. Um but the wide receiver that I am not going to be drafting in 2024, Stefan Diggs. I I think that that day for me is is done. 
I, I just can't be going out of my way for someone that we know is going to have name value, someone that is going to be dr overdrafted because his name is Stefan Diggs. He's with the Buffalo Bills for now. I can't be get, getting in on that business. Another name that I do that I do want to bring up because I think he will be pushed up a little bit in, in full point PPR given the year that he had last year, Keenan Allen. He's getting older. We know the, the, the red flags that are there with his health. I can't begin again in, in that business if we're talking about Keenan Allen as a borderline top 10 receiver. We're talking about him maybe in the in the mid-teens, and we're talking about him maybe mid to late round three. That I can get in that business. But if we're talking about two, three-turn guy Keenan Allen, I can't do it. Where That is where he's being projected right now. ECR yeah. has him at, at 301. I can't do that. Would you put Cooper Cup in the same class? So I have Cooper Cup lower than than most do. The ECR has him at, at 25. They have him as high as 21. They have him as low as 27. I'm at 24 with, with Cooper Cup. And I think at 24, you're telling me that he stays That's, there? I kind of like that, yeah. I'm good with that. I'm completely good with that. I'd be, I'd be, I would be willing to, to take that chance. Yeah, so and I expected him to be a little higher because he's Cooper Cup. Pending that he's in Los Angeles. Yes, and I think oh, God, I would take him on the Jets ten times out of ten. Oh my God, I would, I would take him. I think there's any team in the NFL that would take him. I would take him on Dallas in a heartbeat. Yeah, in a freaking heartbeat. Now, if he is on the Rams, I would expect that number to to go up. And then we're talking about him in the mid teens, where even if he's round three in, in in full point PPR, I don't mind that. I don't mind that either. It's not bad. Which okay, out of the three, Cup, Allen, Diggs, rank him in full. Diggs, Cup, Allen. I would say for me, it's Cup, Allen, Diggs. Yeah, I think it's very close between Diggs and and Cup. Okay, so so you're you're good with with Diggs then. I'm not exactly good with him because I don't think that him and well, like where's Diggs going now? Like later round two, because if it starts with a two, I'm not interested in Diggs. Diggs Diggs's ADP is two oh nine. Yeah, I'm I'm not. I'm not particularly interested in that. Right. But if Diggs, if we're talking Diggs mid-round. Right. Yeah, then I'm interested. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm definitely cool with that. Where, you know, Cup, Allen, Diggs, they're going to be in that, in that same territory. And I'm telling you right now, I have a really bad feeling that those three guys in the middle of round three in drafts come the summer, those are going to be guys that I'm just debating the world over. I know it. I me know too. it. Now, let me ask you this. Those three names now add Rasheed Rice to the mix pending. The Chiefs do not add a big name at wide receiver. They're going to add wide receiver help, but I'm talking they don't add a Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, et cetera. I, I think I would still – I would rank Rasheed Rice over Keenan Allen, but I don't know about Cup and Diggs. Okay. So you you, you still would have him then then mid-teens? Mid yeah. Okay, so then he would enter that conversation for you in the middle of the third. Yep. Okay. It's okay. gonna be an interesting I, guy. I don't hate it. I I don't I don't hate it. I think Rasheed Rice is gonna be very 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 interesting. He's the guy we we're talking about all summer long, and especially after the draft, and you know when ranks finally start to create themselves. I think he's a guy that's gonna be debated so heavily. Yep. I can't and traded wait. a lot in dynasty formats. Oh my god! It was all. F Listen, the mailbag. Great program. We love the mailbag. King Charles, great guy. The amount of Rasheed Rice trades that we had 
It was weekly. On the mailbag. It, 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 honestly, it was weekly. It was it, it. I'm telling you, Portland mailbaggers, they got themselves a new player. His name is Rasheed Rice. Yeah. Honestly, like Jesus. All right. And the the tight ends, a tight end that I'm that I am not going to be drafting. I mean, David Njoku is out. We are not going to say David Njoku. We've talked about it enough. Yeah, I'm not he, taking him. ECR, he is the tight end five. Or Pat Fryermuth. We already touched Pat, on that Pat one. Pat Fryermuth is actually in an okay spot. He's the t- he's the tight end seventeen. Like yeah, at uh, that number, uh, I'm cool with that. I'm yeah, cool with that. But David Njoku is a tight end five. Okay. <laughs> What? 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 What in the fuck are we doing as the as a tight end five? But with that being said, uh, the tight end that I am not going to be drafting is Darren Waller. Uh, guy can't stay healthy. I backed him up last year. Maybe he could be something. Um, no, that 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 did not happen. Yeah. Nope. Absolutely not. Uh, for me, I don't it's give a Dallas shit how Scott. cheap he is, by the way. Yeah, me too. For me, it's Dallas Goddard. I just think he's very boring. He started getting hurt last year. I just don't think Dallas Goddard's winning you anything. He's like the biggest like fluff player that I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Where like a, ma- a fantasy manager kind of waits on a tight end. They go, oh, you know, I'll be fine with Dallas Goddard. I just think he's the most unexciting tight end I've ever seen in fantasy football. Like, uh, honest to God. Have you seen somebody that had all that, I don't want to say hype, but it's been a little underwhelming for Dallas Goddard. I think he's only getting older now. I don't love the forecast for Philadelphia this year under Nick Sirianni. To me, that's just a, a an operation that's bound to implode. Mm. Um, I'm I'm good on Dallas Goddard this year. I don't think that's a guy that I've really ever wanted to invest in. I think this year more so than ever, I am not drafting Dallas Goddard. He's someone that I'm just compl- I'm completely out on. I mean, in, in dynasty, I I have him on on one of my dynasty teams and. It's my re- it's my rebuilding baby, so I'm just kind of like, all right, you know, whatever. But yeah, I think we we talked about this before before we came on the air. Something that I am very interested in, where I have the one on one, is getting that Marvin Harrison Jr. share, and then trying to trade up to one hundred three or one hundred four to take Bowers. Yeah, Bowers is going to be awesome. Where if I, I mean, if, hell, if I can have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Brock Bowers, I mean. Let me uh, let me ask you this. Let's uh, brainstorm, brainstorm here for for the dynasty players. We love our dynasty players. We, we we don't give them enough time. So here here we are. We can get their juices flowing. I'm at the 106 and 107. What would it cost me realistically to trade up three spots? I'm kind of thinking that the number would probably have to be. If I'm going to 103, it would probably have to be 106 and a mid two. Yes, I think that's very fair. I think that's probably it. Or 106 and a player like just just rattling off you know someone that i have in my roster that that i could probably flip um like a tank bixby somebody like that the team at 103 has etn so maybe they'd be interested maybe they'd be interested exactly like that could be something that could i could get done but i think the one in the mid two i think that could do it yeah and then if it's 104, you adjust with just going from 107 to 104. Yeah, I think that's a sound plan. Yeah. And hope and keep my fingers crossed that it's Bowers. But 
and on, and honestly, this is like the last thing we'll we'll talk about before we uh before before we go. I think one of the things with with Dynasty that I I'm like I'm not necessarily learning, but definitely remind being reminded of. Even if you're in single quarterback, just how important it is that you have two guys that you know you can start and field every single week. And I think that also goes with the with the tight end position as well, where if I can get myself Bowers, I have Bowers, I have Goddard, I'm good with that pivot. Where if I can get, you know, if I don't if I don't get Bowers, I could then go Caleb and have Joe Burrow with Will Levis. Could we talk about something? That, that's a nice little pivot there. That is that's that's a good start of it's, the of the rebuild. We we drafted to rebuild. We drafted to rebuild because we want we want to get this dynasty just going and have a five to six year window where we're just pumping out championship caliber teams, which we are well on our way to doing. And hopefully it'll be Marvin Harrison, Jordan Addison, and Garrett Wilson, the sins, the three sins for <laughs> for the next decade, uh, rocking it for for the baby birds. That's going to be it for this edition of Basin Talk Podcast Fan Show. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review. Tell us how much you love the program. Uh, we'll be back later this week with the Basin Talk Podcast. And then next week, it'll be Jake and I once again doing a free agent prediction show. Um, and then probably within the next couple of weeks, we'll say we'll say three weeks. Three weeks. We'll be doing we'll be doing a fantasy mailbag. Jake, you want to come on that? Yeah. Yeah, Word. we'll talk about it. Word. So we'll do it. We'll do a mailbag in three weeks. Submit your questions for the mailbag, and we will make sure that we do a mailbag in three weeks for the fantasy show. So for Jake, I'm Bird. Thank you so much for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye bye.